This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. This week, we are going to be doing an episode all about what we wish we knew before we started our YouTube channel. So we each came up with 10 different things so that we have 20 things we wish we knew before starting YouTube. We did an episode where I think we did 20 things we learned in 20 years. And I also think that um, eventually towards the end of the semester, it'd be cool to do like things we wish we knew before grad school Mm -hmm. or like reflecting on our first year of grad school. And so if you guys want an episode like that, then let us know. But today is just YouTube-related. We thought that that would be a good thing to talk about. Especially if you guys are thinking about starting a YouTube channel or just, like, any social media presence, I feel like, in general, could be, like, you could rearrange these tips to make them make sense for that. But I feel like you just need to have a little bit of forethought before you Mm -hmm. get into something, which, like, we clearly didn't have because, one, we didn't know YouTube could be a job. Like, we were young. So, you know, here we are now, years later. We're like, oh, we shouldn't have done this or we wish we did this differently. So... Before we get started with that, we are going to do our weekly spotlights just to kind of like catch up a little bit with you guys. So my weekly spotlight is um, a couple days ago, we had like a day where we hung out with our mom. We also had to like record, so it was like, here was the rundown. Um, We had to go to our mom's in the morning because we did a video where like we needed to get a bunch of stuff that is like at her house. And so we went there, gathered that stuff up, then Sierra had a hair appointment Mm -hmm. and we just drove together. And so Sierra went to her hair appointment, and then I just, like, stayed at our mom's house. And so while Sierra was gone for, like, I think two hours, um, my mom and I went to Von Mar, and we were kind of looking around at dresses because, if you guys don't know, um, our oldest sister, Haley, is newly engaged, and they're not getting married for a while, like, probably not—well, they're not getting married until April 2022. We actually do know the date. (laughs) Um, I was hoping things get back to normal by then, but I'm thinking they should be. I think it should be fine. And so— um obviously like lots of planning can be done like much later but like just for fun we went and looked at some dresses to like see what our mom might like for like a mother of the bride kind of dress and like we've been looking online as well and then we were also kind of looking for like what our grandma might wear and I, we actually found like a, a cute little um I don't know if she'd want to wear like a dress or pants but we found like a cute pair of like pants with like a nice top maybe that'd be more oh, her vibe yeah um and I was like I could very much see our grandma wearing something like this but we also have more than a year until the wedding, so it was just kind of more for Buy fun. Buy for grandma, be like, here, this is what you're wearing to Haley's wedding. She'd be like, what? And then after that, my mom, we went back to our mom's house, and she was, like, teaching me how to play this new game called Patchwork, and it was, like, it was an okay game. Like, it passed the time pretty easily. I actually ended up winning, so then after that, Sierra was back, and we had to go record, and... Love my haircut. Looks great. It's, like, every time I get my haircut, I did, like, a little bit, something a little bit different. I feel like the blonde was a little bit more cool-toned than I usually do, and I also got some face rubbing pieces, which Megan also got some, but, like, mine are a little shorter because my hair is just shorter in general, so it flows a little bit better. And I really like the face rubbing pieces so far. I feel like it just adds a little something when I put my hair up, so really have been enjoying that. And then after we recorded, we went back to our mom's house because we decided we would do dinner there, and she had some more unlock games, so we you know had what to do. And so we ordered samurai for dinner, and it was so good. We had shrimp tempura rolls, and then we also just got, like, chicken fried rice to like kind of have both and man that chicken fried rice tastes so good and mm-hmm. the shrimp tempura rolls were amazing that was our first time having uh any sushi with seaweed wrapped around it 
Yeah, because we had it before that we hadn't had seaweed. It was different. We never, we don't usually get sushi from Samurai. We usually get chicken fried rice there, but our mom like brought up, hey, they have sushi. And I was like, you know, that actually sounds pretty good. So we did that. It didn't taste like that much different, honestly, but yeah, it was just like new because usually they like, they have rice on the outside where we usually get them from. So it's just a little different. Otherwise, let's see. I just started watching a different series. Um, I started watching Cobra Kai because I know a lot of people watch it and Last night I was just on Netflix trying to see what I want to watch. And, like, Netflix does a pretty good job, in my opinion, of, like, giving you recommendations. And it gave me, like, a 98% for Cobra Kai. So I was like, okay, sure. You know what's funny? It's a few days ago. You're just like, I would never watch Cobra Kai. I know. <laughs> and, okay, here's what I'll say. It's exactly what I expected it to be. Like, it's kind of like the... I don't see it as being a show where there's, like, a plot that's, like, driving to an end. It's just, like, following the characters. And you just, like, that's the plot line. It's, there's nothing really, like major happening it's just moving along it's an easy watch they're like half hour episodes where i feel like it's just it's exactly what i expected it to be <laughs> okay so, um it's good so far though like i think i'll keep watching it until something more interesting comes around so you're like i'm not watching it i don't feel like watching it honestly so yeah that's kind of i need more of a plot driven show i feel like to really get into it yeah but I was kind of like, because if I watch it on 1.5 speed, which I started doing towards the end just because, like, I needed to go to bed, but I still wanted to, like, finish the episode that I was on, because I finished, like, five episodes That's what I started doing night. with Bridgerton, because, like, I was having a whole conversation with Megan about Bridgerton, how I just feel like, I know it's, like, based off of books, so I can't fully critique, like, what the show plot is if it's in the book, but I just feel like everyone, like, is raving about it with, like, no bad reviews about it, and I'm like, I liked it, but I feel like... It was confusing in some parts. I didn't know she had three brothers until, like, the third episode. And I just have, like, a lot of critiques of Bridgerton that I feel like no one else is, like, critiquing. Because I'm like, it was good, but, like, it missed the mark in a lot of spots, in my opinion. Sierra also just got a new swimsuit. I figured you wanted to talk about that. So, I'll give a little mini review. I literally just got it before we started recording this episode, so I can't give, like, a full-on review, like, how it goes in the water, because I haven't worn it in water. But, um, I got a swimsuit from You Swim, and I'm aware they're expensive swimsuits, so obviously, like, if it's not something you want to spend money on, you don't have to. You don't even have to buy a swimsuit if you don't want to. I'm just giving my thoughts. So, You Swim is a sustainable swimwear company, which, again, that's why I feel a little bit more comfortable spending. Like, I'm trying to get out of, like, the fast fashion realm, which is difficult, but I'm trying to, like, buy since more you sustainably can, like to. since I can. And so, I looked into it. I actually, like, not even for this sustainability, like, that's not how I first got into it, but, like, I saw, like, someone on Instagram wearing it. I think Ava Jules was wearing it, and I just liked how it looked. And then I went to the I was like, this looks expensive. Uh, I think it was like $130 for the set that I got. And so um, I got a an espresso brown swimsuit because I feel like brown is all the rage brown right now. Same. And so I just like, I have a lot of black swimsuits. So I figured I want something neutral because I feel like neutrals are kind of like where I feel like that's my thing right now. But I didn't want just black because I have a ton of black I just swimsuits. got you a yellow swimsuit. Well, yeah, I'll wear that too. <laughs> I like neutrals, but I also like pops of color. I like solid swimsuits, I think mostly. Me too. So, that's, like, where I'm at right now. Like, I have, like, the one I got from Lenny Swims over the winter, so I still haven't worn it yet. It's, like, like a dainty little pattern. Mm -hmm. It's, like, something simple. That's usually, like, what I'm drawn to the most. So, basically, if you haven't heard of You Swim, their big thing is that they are a one-size swimsuit, which I know, like, typically you hear one size and you're like, um, yikes. But it's one size fits, like, I think U.S. size 2 through 16. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's the range. And... Like, off the bat, that sounds like there's no way, but I've seen a lot of people do reviews on it where, like, like, yeah, it fits, and also, like, for me personally, I know, like, it wouldn't probably be, like, a big deal because, like, I'm on, like, the lower end of that spectrum anyway, so, like, I decided to try it out, and I really enjoy it. 
One, because, like, even if I do, like, grow in size, like, you know, my body changes, like, it's supposed to grow and change with you. Like, that's the whole point of it. So that's why I also felt more comfortable spending more money on it because since it's, like, a timeless swimsuit and it changes with your body, like, logically I could have a swimsuit. The only thing that matters is if brown stays in. Right? So, um, I tried it on. And also the other good thing about this swimsuit, like, even, like, though my body's, like, it could stay how it is right now, but, like, you could have, like, a different fit to the swimsuit. Like, I typically like to have, like, more of a, not, like, higher-waisted look, but, like, a high-cut look, which you can do with the bottoms I have. But, like, if you wanted to, like, you could have, like, lower on your hips, and it doesn't look like, you know, like, sometimes when you have, like, a lower-rise or a lower-cut swimsuit, you pull it up on your hips, and then it's, like, like it just front. falls back down or it folds like the weird. Front, like, is gaping or something yeah. or it's weird. So it doesn't do that. Like, you can wear it low rise if you wanted to and it looks fine. You can pull it up on your hips and it looks fine and it actually stays, which is like huge. And actually has like coverage in the front, which I think is very important. And has like decent coverage in the back. You have like one pair of swimsuit bottoms that you got over quarantine that were like, wow, they're, they're, uh, maybe you wouldn't order them again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, not much front coverage, which is something that I very, like, if there's one thing I look for in bikini, bikini bottoms, it is front coverage. Mm-hmm. But I also like the high cut, like, but as far as, like, comfortability, we need some front coverage. Yes. So, I have no complaints so far. It fits like a glove. It's very comfortable. And it's very adjustable. So, if you are thinking about it, I would recommend. Okay. So, let's get started with getting into our things that we wish we knew. I'll start, and then I think we'll just, you know, talk about stuff, go back and forth, and eventually we'll make it through the list. So, my first one is that I wish that we had been more connected, either with managers or brands, to capitalize more on our 2015 to 2017 era, because, like, if I look back, in my opinion, like, those were our, like, best years on Mm -hmm. our TC2 channel, and I just feel like we have a network that we've been partnered with. We've been partnered with, at first, like, 17, back since who knows when, and then, they got bought out by Awesomeness TV, so we've been with them ever since. And we have, like, network contacts. If I can give you, like, one piece of advice, it's don't join a network. And, like, we're literally still with them, but I know they're never going to hear this because, like, they don't do anything with our channel. Yeah. And, and like, honestly, <laughs> if anything, YouTube... Well, they don't actually know. That was what we were getting scammed out of. They don't take 10%. They actually are supposed to make money off of selling direct ads to advertisers. Oh, yeah. And we had this whole thing, you guys, where... Osmus TV ended up also getting bought out. We're still with them, but, like, different people run it now. And after they got bought out, we ended up being told that we were owed a lot of money because they weren't paying us what we were supposed to be getting paid because we were always told we take 10% of what your AdSense is. So that's what we were doing. That's what we were getting. But actually what they were supposed to be doing, I guess, is they can also sell directly to advertisers to advertise on our videos and therefore, they get money for that. That's what they're supposed to be doing. And we still even get a, t- get a cut of that now, but we also earn all of our AdSense now. So it's just kind of like they don't do from that much for us otherwise. Um, I still don't mind being partnered with them now because I don't think it really like does anything bad now that we get all of our AdSense and we still get a cut of the ad sales that we are getting with them. But like if you were to say, like, should I join a network or not? I would say no. Like, like I think it's more worth your time well. to get... Like, actually someone, like, who manages Get a manager you. or something. Yeah. Although, like, then you still have to think of, like, they have to be doing something for you because, mm-hmm. like, you're going to be paying them. But the reason I think get... a manager is better is because they, like, you are literally paying them and you can be like, hey, like, what are you doing? A network is just too big to, like, it's just too big. Yeah. And, and you so have, if you like, wanted a, a manager, it would have to be, because we've thought about getting a manager, too, but, like, it wasn't something, like, because I think we contacted our network to be like, is this something we can do in addition? But it's like, 
I think they were like, this isn't something we do. This is something that, like, our... They have, like, a subsidiary that's, like, a different Full thing. Full screen. Full screen, I think, is the one where it's, like, that's specifically managed. It's just, like, another thing that we'd have to delve into where I was also kind of, like... It was at a point where I was, like, we were thinking of getting managers at a point where we like, really weren't even sure where the future of our YouTube channels were going. So I didn't want to, like, get invested in all of that and now start to have, like, a manager that I was going to have to make sure I had, like, I was paying and, like, that I wanted them to be doing stuff when mm-hmm. I didn't fully know what I wanted to be doing yeah. on YouTube anyways. So I was, like, I now it's not stopped like being so interested in that. Um, Which is why we, like, haven't looked into a manager at this point because, like, we truly do not have any idea. I feel like yeah. you have to have more of a vision of, like, this is going to be, like, my long-term thing and we just don't really believe that anymore yeah so I just kind of wish like back then maybe that was something that we like considered more I feel like back then we kind of thought like that was like what we were joining a network for and then like that's just not the case and so yeah you live and you learn all right next one I guess the first one that I have is there will never be a point where you feel like you've quote-unquote made it and I remember like just starting off YouTube Honestly, before we had our TC2 channel, we had a different channel, which I think we've talked about. And Megan and I's only goal was to be famous like Fred. If you guys are about our age or older, you probably remember Fred, like, owned YouTube mm-hmm. with his, like, high-pitched voice and quick-paced videos. And we actually made a couple of videos pretty much just, like, copying him, honestly, because uh, we wanted to be him. Yeah. And we just wanted to get famous. Uh, that channel we stopped posting on, and, like, I don't even know if it still exists. And we eventually made it TC2 with Maggie. And I feel like fame wasn't so much crossing our mind at that point. It was more so we'd been making cheer and gymnastics videos. And we simply wanted a place to, like, post them and, like, maybe have people see them. But I don't think fame was so much a thing. But I will say when we started gaining subscribers, I was like, oh, my God. Like, we could get famous. And I'll be like, I bet when we hit, like, 100,000 subscribers, I'll feel like a famous YouTuber. And then you hit 100,000 subscribers and you're like, I feel the exact same. (laughs) I feel like you hit a point, though, where... Um, the more I started getting subscribers, the more people that are actually around you and that know you start hearing about it. Mm-hmm. And so, or if it just like comes up and people ask, like there does become a point, I don't know at what point it is, where then like if people ask how many subscribers you have, like if you say a number, like people if are like, wow. But like honestly, if I feel like people would be shocked if you said like 5,000, you know what I mean? Or like 10,000. Like that's not enough. Is that what you're saying? No, I or feel like. enough. I think that is enough for, like, any small town, at least, or, like, a small At least, city, like, like where we got live. a following of some yeah. sort, and it's... Like, I think if we, someone would be like, how many subscribers do you have, and we say 10,000, someone would be like, well, that's a lot. Yeah, I guess. I see what you're saying. I feel like it depends on, I guess, where you live. Maybe if you're in LA. I have, like, a like, distinct like, memory of, like, 10, being in ninth grade and, like, someone asking me how much we had, and I remember we had 14,000 subscribers, and so, like, that's just what I think of, and I'm like, they, like, were shocked. They were like, see? that's a good that's amount, I mean. so... Um, and it is a good amount. Like, when you're just starting, you're, like, building an audience like that, all, every single subscriber counts, and it's just, like, it's weird that we've almost gotten to a point where, looking back, that doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're in it, like, we did a 25,000 subscriber giveaway because, like, that was, like, mm-hmm. a huge deal to us. We did a 4,000 subscriber contest. Yeah. You remember that? So, it was just, like, every single milestone when you're just starting is, like, super important. Our mom, I remember, like, we had a cake that was made for, like, our 200,000 subscribers, and so, Yeah. And then, like, just continuing on, because, again, I've said it never really feels like you've made it. I was like, you know, 500,000. And then I was like, okay, a million, like, for sure. If we hit a million subscribers, like, we we, like, we can call ourselves famous YouTubers. And then you hit a million, and you're like, this is cool and amazing, but, like, nothing changed. Or, like, we're at 2 million subscribers now, and, like, that is incredible. But, like, it's shocking how many how many channels have over a million subscribers now on YouTube. Like, I think there's over a 1,000 channels that have a million subscribers and I'm sure no one could list a thousand different channels, let alone just the ones that, like, YouTube is a huge place, and 
you're not going to be getting every single audience. So it's like there's still so many people that don't know who we are. Like, and that's mm-hmm. not shocking. It's something like, we should have expected, but you kind of don't. You're like, when I get 2 million subscribers, like, I'm going to be known. Yeah. I'm be I also well want known. to be very clear. I am aware that, like, I see, like, old TikToks sometimes. Like, people comment on our TikToks being like, oh, my God. Like, are you the gymnastics girl? So I know people know who yeah. we are. But I'm just saying the level of fame that you associate with, like, your favorite YouTubers, I was like, I'm going to feel like that. And they and probably, like, the YouTuber themselves probably doesn't feel that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is even if you think, like, oh, you're famous. Like, you guys are famous. Like, I think of when I watched O2L, I was like, they're famous. Uh, Red and Link, I'm like, they're famous. Every YouTuber that I watch, I'm like, you guys, like, you know you're famous, right? And then I'm like, I have two million subscribers, and I'm like, mm, not really. So, yeah. Okay, my next one is, I wish that I would have known how mentally draining it would be as a job. And I think the key word of that is, like, when you when I was in the mindset of thinking of YouTube as a job. And, like, I think that towards the end of high school, beginning of college, that was really when it was probably, like, at its worst. Because in college, like, I knew that we wanted to, like, we were in school for a reason. We were working towards getting our degree and then hopefully going to physical therapy school. And, like, that's the thing is we weren't just doing, like, we weren't going to college and then being like, then I'm going to go back to YouTube. That's what, like, a lot of people do. We were like, we are going to college to pursue something else. But it was still, like, even though I knew I was pursuing something else and it was really hard for me to, like, be in that in-between phase of, like, seeing everything drop, even though I felt like we were still putting in, like, so much time and effort. And so um, I just feel like we were in, like, a bad headspace with a lot of that and trying to be, like, how do we stay relevant? Like, and just, like, freshman year itself is tough. And yeah. then, like, stack YouTube on top of that. Like, I felt like we were putting effort in sometimes, even though I look back and I'm kind of like, were we trying our best? And then I'd be like, why aren't we seeing, like, any return on, like, the effort we're putting in? Mm-hmm. And so it was just, like, frustrating. Even though, like, I could even look back now sometimes and, like, I look back and the views on the videos actually kind of surprise me because they aren't as bad as I feel like I thought they were Yeah, everything's always worse when you're in it. So um, it's gotten a lot better for us just, like, from a mental health standpoint, taking a step back and saying... I'm not going to think of this as a job. I know this is different for people who literally decide, like, I am going to do YouTube as a job. But, like, that's why I couldn't. That's why I've yeah. decided I'm not ever planning on doing YouTube full-time. It's worked as we've been growing up to be our job. And in and that, that sense, so I think you could be it. like, it is full-time because that was the only thing we were doing. But it's because we've always been doing it while working towards what we actually want to do full-time. And so, yeah, that's why I feel like we've gotten just, like, we've stepped away to, like, this isn't our job. We're obviously making money from it, and we want to, like, see it succeed, but it's just not, like, going to tear us down It's it not doesn't. the end-all, be-all. I think what really helped us is realizing, like, I don't have to be financially dependent on how our YouTube is doing currently. Like, one, I have enough in savings to, you know, do me well until I actually get a full-time job, like, as a physical therapist. And so, like, I hate to, like, bring money into it, but, like, it truly does dictate you're, like, I need to, like, make money yeah. to live. And so I think, obviously, it's hard to see, you know, you're making X amount of money in, like, the heyday of your YouTube Prime, and now you're making less than that. And so it's like, oh, this is a little hard to see, but realizing that I don't have to be, like, financially dependent on, like, how much money I'm going to make this month because I've been saving and investing, then I've been like, okay, just focus on making good videos, videos that you enjoy to make, and it's helped. Yeah, I think also just to kind of, like, to finish it off, um, since me and Sierra, like, have gotten into physical therapy school, and it's not so much, like, an if we become physical therapists, it's, like, a when we become physical therapists mm-hmm. thing now, so it's more set in stone, and we can, like, specifically look forward to that end date of, like, finishing grad school and, like, starting a full-time career and say, like, okay, I'm gonna start getting paid a salary at that point, point. and then I think also Maggie, like, she's starting her, 
or like she's been launching her a mood thing and she wants to like continue growing that I think that's like really good for her and we all have things now where it's kind of like we set our sights elsewhere on things other than just YouTube and like I don't want to make that sound like oh we can't wait to like get out of YouTube I'm excited for like when that end date comes and we are not financially dependent on YouTube I think YouTube will become so much more fun again because if anything it'll just be an extra income and not something I'm having to rely on and it'll just be like you doing it because you genuinely want to mm -hmm. post stuff all right, next thing I have is don't rely on or don't rely or depend on getting outside help because it will most likely never come slash when it does come, it won't be helpful. And this is kind of related to networks managers and stuff, but I feel like when we were younger, we were naive and we were always just like, oh, like if companies want to work with us, like they'll reach out. And like, we just had like this waiting mindset of like, we'll just wait and see what comes along. Yeah. I actually just saw there's someone that I know watches our Megan Sierra channel and she's also a physical therapy student. Her name's Kristen, I think. So if you listen to her podcast, um, I do watch your videos sometimes. Um, and she actually, like I saw in her vlog, I thought it was really unique. She has like a couple thousand subscribers, I think. She actually was saying that she like, she has like a media kit where it's like two pages that she's made herself where she actually sends that to brands that she like wants to maybe collaborate. And like, that's what you need to do. Like that is really incredible. And honestly, like, we don't even do that. And mm -hmm. so I just like really admired that. I think that if you want to start doing stuff like that, like you've got to be like the go-getter to go set that kind of thing up. We're lucky where, it's honestly interesting, like, we haven't started working with brands really until after we turned 18. Um, so our experience now is honestly just, like, kind of newer compared to, like, when most people start working with brands, I feel like. But we're lucky to get emails now, and we say no to, like, a lot of emails, or I just ignore a lot of emails because, like, we truly don't care about working with certain um, companies or people. But we've been lucky to, like, Skillshare, we work with a lot. Ana Luisa for jewelry, like, they reached out to us, so we're really lucky that they did that, and like we really like working with them. they liked working with them, too. Um, so we've been lucky that we have had good companies reach out to us. It's worked out well for us, and we don't really rely on, like, sponsorships too much, um, but if you want to, like, be doing that more frequently, and if you want to, like, get started, like, don't think you have to wait for them to come to you. Mm -hmm. You can go to them. Because if you're just waiting and waiting, odds are something's not going to come for a very That's long we're time. we're trying to do for a podcast. Exactly. We're trying. It's not working right now but we are trying to find ads somehow some way for our, a podcast for our podcast and when you hear your first ad you better be jumping for joy because <laughs> we'll be like we made it okay my third one is i wish i knew that there were weird people on the internet and i know this sounds like so easy everyone's like well duh are you dumb and i'm like i think the same thing i'm like i knew there's weird i know and i knew back then that there were weird people on the internet i was not super naive i don't think well okay I was naive, but I felt like I knew what to look for, and the reality is you don't always, especially when you're starting doing something at such a young age. We started YouTube when we were in seventh grade, and like a lot of people, if you've been a longtime viewer of ours, you know about like the seven gymnastics girls thing, and that was mostly like after we left the channel, I didn't feel like personally victimized by that. But if I you guys don't kind of know what we're talking about, we have a story time it. on our TCT channel that you can um, check out. So you could go check or out the video that explains it, it more. Um, so it was like one instance, but there was also one where it was like super early on in our YouTube career. Um, we must have just been dumb. I f don't really remember a whole lot about the situation I don't either. So um, this probably isn't gonna make a lot of sense, but I remember there was someone that like literally just had a YouTube channel, but like they must have messaged us on YouTube because he used to be able to do that back then, and they kind of made it sound like they were some sort of like discovery production discovery something. kind of person. Like we love your. How to do an aerial video. Yeah. Can we post it on our channel? It's like, how do you get discovered? I don't even know. I don't really remember said. either, but I feel like there'd be times where it was kind of like, I think that there was things where it's like, we made a video and then we'd like send it to them and they would like 
maybe see if like they could critique our video or something. Again, I don't fully know what it was, but then I can remember how we found out that it was like a scam. It was just like literally this random weird person on the internet, but yeah. that was the situation. And we were like, what and are we, we were doing? like just starting off on YouTube. Like this had to have been in like 2011, 2012, probably 2012. But I just remember thinking like remember. we thought nothing of it because there wasn't really anything to think anything of it. But it was just like they weren't who they said they were. And like Don't I think trust that's the other on the internet. The other thing is that if you are you know 18 or like just like more mature when you start you know YouTube or social media, you'll have like a better idea. Like we were 12, 13, like very naive at that point. And didn't really think much of it, so you'll have just more critical thinking skills than we did. I feel like this also kind of plays into the fact of, like, not even just... It kind of feeds into, like, YouTube comments and maybe learning how to use certain, like, word blockers. Just mm-hmm. because, like, you there's weird that. people on the internet that will want to comment weird stuff. You'll get weird DMs that are disturbing. And kind of, like, I almost wish for every single person that sent me a disturbing, weird, disgusting DM that I could find, like, their mom or family member and be like, do you know that there's a person in your life that's yeah. doing this? Because or, that's... Absolutely disgusting to me. Life hack for every, um, mostly women out there who get weird DMs from, uh, gross men. But, I don't know if that's just a me and Megan thing, but I don't like to block people because that scares me. So, instead of blocking them, you can restrict them on Instagram. And then, if they send you a DM, press the block button. It's, I think it's block or delete. No, press block. And then an option comes up that says ignore. So now, if you restrict them, only, like, they think they can comment stuff on your post... But, like, it doesn't show up for you, like, or anyone else. So no, well, actually, no one else can show see it. to you, but no one else can see it. Yeah. And you can either decide to, like, show comment or delete. So, so I usually just leave it. Just because that way they think it's posted. But it's actually not. And then if you hit ignore on DMs, then when they send you a DM, you don't get their DM anymore. So it pretty much is, like, functionally, like, blocking them. But they don't know that they're blocked. Which is nice. Which is good for everyone. Because if they know that they're blocked, they'll just, like, make a new account. And so mm-hmm. I think it's better for everyone. Okay. Your next one is what? Um, was that your number three? Yes. Okay. My number three is, you know yourself better than any rude commenter. What they're saying either isn't true or isn't something you haven't already thought. And this just has to go with, like, we talked about our weird commenters and now we're getting into the people who comment rude things for no reason or people who make assumptions that are rude in nature, but you look at it and you're like, that's not even true. So I don't, like, I think back to our uh, apartment tour for, you know, when we posted on YouTube, I remember at least one person had mentioned, like, oh, like, your parents, like, pay for that nice apartment? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> like, I pay for this apartment. And so what I mean by that whole scenario that I just read is either a comment is not true, like, they're trying to be rude to you or say something mean about you, and it's not true. So if it's not true, it doesn't matter because they're wrong. Or if it is, like, if there is a little bit of truth where it's, like, you know where it's, like, it hits you where it hurts? Because you're, that like, kind of no, thing. I feel like for a lot of a lot of things for us, not even necessarily people trying to be rude, but it's a lot of things about, like, friend-related comments where it's like and people aren't usually being rude when they make these comments okay I understand that it's just something that me and Sierra know and like it hits us a little bit like (laughs) ouch like people like do you guys have any other friends (laughs) like when we're vlogging and stuff and again I think it just depends on how people word it some people can be rude about it but a lot of people are just like genuinely curious and so I feel like vlog idea add some friends (laughs) so I feel like those kinds of comments like it's not something I don't already, like, think about and know myself. So I need to say, like, okay, obviously, like, they recognized it, and it hurts a little bit, but, like, you already know that, so... It hurts because you kind of know true a little bit. Also, what was I going to say? I don't even remember. <laughs> if I think of it, I'll let you know. Okay. 
My number four is comparing your channel's performance to others will hurt you more than it will help you. Um, I feel like it's okay to use other channels that you think are like within the same realm for inspiration. Um, actually, one of my favorite things with like when YouTube used to operate how it used to, where everyone kind of like basically 2017, 2015 to 2017 YouTube, like I feel like everyone predicted what was going to go up on YouTube. And we had a really fun time oftentimes looking at channels that weren't related to us, but like Alicia Marie, I'm going to throw her channel out, where she would like do super cool videos, but then we could like turn it into a gymnastics and cheer concept. Like that was like super fun for us. And mm-hmm. that's what I mean, like for inspo, that's good. That's totally fine. But sometimes you'll be looking at other channels or like this kind of, I feel like applies more to like maybe Megan and Sierra just because um, there's a lot of people that vlog Lifestyle. on YouTube now. There's a lot. There's a lot of people that are like our age posting what they do and you're kind of like what makes it when they do a video like this that it does super well and what makes it where when I do a video like that it doesn't I feel like it just becomes more of a useless game to play at that point where you're not going Mm -hmm. to find the answer um and you're just gonna be like I feel like a failure you know I think it is for us specifically is like Megan I try and look to other lifestyle vloggers that we like to watch and we'll see something that we like that they do like our audience doesn't watch us because we are like, regular lifestyle vloggers, and, like, I'm gonna say this, like, with, like, I'm trying to be, like, nice, but, like, a lot of lifestyle vloggers are very, like, consumer, like, because you always feel like you need to have something new in your vlogs to, like, make new content. Or just, like, some of those people are, like, genuinely just, like, they like to buy a lot of, like, makeup, skincare products, like, they like trying stuff out, like, that's their personality, they like going shopping, and that's, like, what they do, and that's why people like to watch them is because they have a lot of things that they can recommend or not recommend, and I've never been that person to, like, shop all the time like I don't wear a ton of makeup I don't do my hair that often you guys don't try to get like more into fashion and stuff like it's definitely like not like not changing your personality yeah and I also like I don't want to say this to be like oh, I'm like different than other girls because I also hate when people like comment that on our channel and be like Megan and Sierra like I like that you don't wear makeup and like different you're a different girl I'm just like shut up like I hate that too don't compare girls um I'm just saying like that's not us and so it wouldn't be authentic for us to like buy a bunch of products and say like we're gonna try it out for you guys because our audience would be like what? Mm-hmm. That's not what you do. Yeah, like, I'm I here to that. watch you go to school. Yeah. So, you have to realize that even if we are, like, we're lifestyle vloggers, but we aren't, like, it's our life and not every other lifestyle vlogger's life. Mm-hmm. I agree. Sit my turn or your turn? Yeah, you keep slacking. Okay. Um, oh, I also remembered what I was going to say, like, regarding comments that you, like, have already heard or something. The other thing is that if there are comments that, like, comment people comment all the time i think of on tc2 like so many people would be like maggie is so left out like megan and sierra don't like maggie thank god people stuff don't like that, that, that where it's like weird because you know it's not true but like so many people are commenting this one thing they're like okay people are seeing something that i'm putting out there and it's not coming across the way that i'm meaning for it to and i think this can be like the case for a lot of people where you're just like something is like coming across wrong that i'm like portraying not how it actually is because people are saying things that like aren't true but it's a lot of people saying it so i feel like We've had to, like, multiple times kind of sit down and say, like, we've done, like, assumptions videos where Maggie can answer it, and, like, I'm sure no matter how many times we do it, people are still going to have that opinion, but I feel like, one, knowing that Maggie's their cousin, like, for some reason that dynamic right? really changes it. A lot, like, changes people's minds. It blows their Like, minds a lot of people think that we are oh, just, just friends, now. or at least they know that Megan and I are sisters. They think that Maggie's our friend, so I feel like knowing that we are all related, like, you kind of know, like, we're in it, it changes the, the dynamic. Haul. Yeah, I think that's not just, like, too. we're growing apart. Like, we can't grow apart. We're cousins. Yeah. It's not. Because that's the other thing. People are like, are you guys still friends? And it's like, we are literally family. Like, no matter what, like, no matter what, we are going to be friends for life. That's, like, how it works for us. And so that kind of changes the dy- dynamic. But then also people need to understand that, like, 
um, Megan and I are, like, more of the planners, like, serious ones in the channel, just, like, in life. And Maggie's more of, like, the go with the flow. Yeah. And Maggie's more type B, where she's just, like, go with the flow, have fun, do what she wants kind of thing. And I feel like sometimes that translates into videos that people might think that we're annoyed with her, because, like, she's, like, not doing, like, what she's, quote-unquote, supposed to do in the video. So, um, but, like, Megan and I and Maggie, like, we don't have any issues usually when we're filming. So, yeah. That was just a little side tangent of make sure you're aware of, like, how you're portraying things and, like, try and be aware of changes you can make to portray it how you want to portray it. But also, like, sometimes people are never going to I feel like mind. also, like, be careful with not just showing, like, I don't think that that should translate into, like, only show, like, your highlight reel or mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, Just be try and be as authentic as possible. Okay. Now for my actual thing. Because that was just something that I remembered. Um, Okay. YouTube will connect you with people you otherwise wouldn't have known or met. So I thought of like a short list. So we met the Church Twins um, in 2017 to do a collab with them after Monica watched our video that was inspired by one of her videos. Uh, we met Sean Johnson twice. I guess technically we've met her three times, but we've collabed How fun is it that twice. like one of the most famous gymnasts is just from where we're from? Yeah, very convenient. Otherwise that wouldn't have happened. I can guarantee it. Um, Jade and Lindsay from Seven Gymnastics Girls. We still follow her, keep up with her. Uh, she's going to TCU. Um, Emma Mondin, we collabed with literally in, like, 2014 forever or something. Ago, forever ago. just, like, have kept up just, like, following yeah. each other on social media. So, that's been fun. And then, I say, like, kind of Brooklyn and Bailey. We, like, don't really talk. We just, like, know of each other. And, like, Megan has DM'd them a few times. Well, prior to the pandemic starting, when I found out that they were going to be in Kauai, and that was where we were going to be going for vacation, um, I was like, oh my god, like, we should totally meet up. And they were like, yes, let's do it. And then... And we didn't got scrapped, so. so. Yeah. But, yeah, I just think it's cool that, like, we have, like, I'm just, like, I follow these people that, like, I, like, quote-unquote, like, met online, and, like, they follow me because, like, we just know each other. Like, I remember, weren't we, like, I, after, like, because I think we kind of established some sort of, like, DM thing with Brooklyn and Billy, and I remember, like, they were asking if we were going to be going to, like, CVX Live one time, oh, yeah. and, like, then I got a DM from CVX Live being, like, do you guys want to come? And so, like, but that didn't end up working out, but yeah. it was just, like, cool. Okay. Number five, or, yeah, number five. I wish that I would have developed an audience on other platforms so that people got to know Megan or Sierra or whatever, who else, and not Megan the gymnast. Because I feel like that is what separates the people that can make a living and keep it going for a really long period of time on social media. Luckily, like, this isn't a huge thing because luckily I'm not, like, social media is, like, the end-all, be-all of what I'm doing. But I do think that it would make it so, like, oftentimes we see comments on maybe TikTok just because a lot of times people will end up on your profile without, like, meaning to. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, oh, my God, are you, like, the gymnast? And then sometimes people will be like, oh, my God, like, do you still post? Or, like, Maggie would post something where, like, it seems like we're back filming. And, like, you're back. And it's like, oh, my God, you're back. We never left. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which, like, honestly, like it's fine if you don't watch our channel anymore. Like, I really am fine yeah. with that. But it's funny when people, like, think that we stopped posting. It's like, no, you just stopped watching. <laughs> so I feel like. On Instagram and other places, I don't do a very good job of kind of, like, showing who I am or, like, showing what I'm doing often. Mm -hmm. I guess we vlog a good amount, but it's just, like, not the same. Like, Instagram, people are always on. It's always happening. So that's why I feel like it's one of the most important platforms for people to, like, connect with you as a person and, like, be interested in you. And I'm trying to work on it, trying to be better about it, but it's just hard. Um, And I certainly don't have, like, Instagram down pat, so I just wish that I was better at it. Especially, like, as we were kind of, like, in our heyday, like, actually trying to grow those platforms. I feel like I gained a ton of Instagram followers, like, from doing nothing. Like, we barely promoted it, I feel like, on TC2, but people still found us on Instagram. And, like, I'm, like, dropping followers now. But, like, at my peak, I had, like, 211 
thousand followers. And I'm like, I barely freaking promoted that thing. I was yeah. just like, Instagram's in the description if you Instagram want to follow I'm trying it. to look at my <laughs> analytics now and what I can be doing, and it's just still dropping. Yeah. I'm kidding. It's fine. Like, But it's just so funny how we weren't even trying to, like, build up our other platforms. Or, like, Twitter I don't use anyways, but I probably won't. But do you see TikToks of people talking about how Instagram's just going to, like, go downhill? Really? People are like, the next plat, like, the next social media platform to drop is going to be Instagram. Says who? I don't think so. People just think it's like they're becoming too focused on like shopping and making money than like the. Career. I get that. I hate the recent update where it has like the whole point of Instagram is posting yeah. on like posting pictures and videos and you put it in the hardest place to reach. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. think it's gonna fall though, but yeah. If, if I saw those TikToks and I was a full time content creator, <laughs> I'd be sweating. <laughs> Whew. Okay, next one is this is kind of a funny one, but do not under any circumstance use any form of copyrighted music ever. ever even if you think it's a remix or it's pitched differently or it's sped up or it sounds like alvin and the chipmunks singing it do not do that this has really come back to bite our videos in the butt because <laughs> in the past few years especially at first everything was fine our videos were monetized and so like obviously we've made money off of them because they haven't been copyrighted but Copyright is getting more and more strict. They go back and they will find your videos that use they will any form them. of copyright. Even if it's just and for so, a few seconds. Like, um, there is, like, a thing on YouTube where you can kind of, like, change music out. But oftentimes for our specific videos, like, if you have to do it in multiple spots, like, YouTube does not allow you to you do could, that. Okay, YouTube should improve that because there could be videos that we could actually make you money off of if we could change Certain parts of video, but for some reason they don't let you like they only let you do it once. actually go through and, and cut if we it. have like music in one spot and then we need to like start talking again in another spot, we can't change the music in different spots because it won't let us. So YouTube should work on that because that would help us out. Uh, but yeah, do not ever like I know back in 2014, 2015, I feel like everyone was using copyrighted music and I was like, how are they doing it and not getting in trouble? Well, they probably were. So do not use copyrighted music. Get either like. Right now, for our Megan and Sierra channel, we just started, or I just started paying for Epidemic Sound because I want, like, actual good music for our vlogs. And then for TZ2, we just use, like, the YouTube audio library because most of our videos are just, like, talking anyway since so we, we don't need like, a ton of music. background music. But, yeah. I would say stick to YouTube audio library if you don't want any issues. Yeah. Okay. My next one, my number six, is thumbnails are important, um, and I also hate making them, but I do recognize... That thumbnails are probably the most important thing that you can be doing on YouTube to be improving your channel and getting more people to want to watch your videos. And it sucks because I hate making thumbnails. I don't hate making them. I just, like, sometimes it's like I, either know, know what you want I either know exactly what I want to do for a thumbnail and I feel good about it, or, like, I have no idea and I just have to, like, mess around and be like, it does this seem decent? I don't know. And it's just, like, not fun. Or, like, it gets hard to figure out, like, you know, like, the old, like, clickbait style? Like, you know, like, the stuff that normally, like, will get you kind of cringe a little Five bit? Five-minute crafts. It's, like, you know that those types of thumbnails do really well. So, it's, like, for our audience for TZ2, mostly, like, I feel like for Megan and Sierra, like, we kind of have an idea of, like, what we want our thumbnails to look like over there. But for TZ2, since our audience is younger, we like to do bright colors because I feel like that's more attractive to a younger audience. And But we don't, like, want to fall into, like, clickbait realm territory, which, yeah. like, I don't think we do. But we don't want our thumbnails to, like, look like those thumbnails we still want them to like attract our audience and also just like Megan said thumbnails are hard especially if you're not like we use pig monkey so we're not like photoshop experts or anything yeah <laughs> okay next one i have is uh, don't set barriers for no reason there have been plenty of times that we thought about stopping because we didn't think we could continue don't underestimate yourself 
So this has to do with the fact that when we were finishing up high school and Megan and I were getting ready to go to college, I remember we had like an, an initial plan for our YouTube channel of like, oh, let's just like for the summer of 2017, let's just do like one last TC2 summer and then we're done. And there was no reason for it to be done except for the fact that we were like, I don't we know, saw, we'll like, be in college. <laughs> we saw obstacles and we were just like, we can't overcome them. That was like our initial thought. And then I don't know if it was like late senior year or maybe it was still like during the summer. I feel like we like by late senior year had decided like it doesn't feel right to mm -hmm. just stop doing YouTube, like quit cold turkey. Maybe we'll see what happens. I feel like that's when we started shifting our mindset. Um, and I'm very happy we did that because I think that like if you really enjoy doing something and I like to think that we all still enjoy doing YouTube, there's really no reason except for like you yourself to stop doing YouTube. Or I was like, will it be weird if I'm, like, still doing YouTube? And I'm just like, weird to who? Like, no one cares mm -hmm. that I'm still doing YouTube. And, I mean, it took a lot of trial and error, especially the start of our freshman year, to try and figure out what works because we started with, you know, alternating videos. We tried collab-style videos. And I think for sure by the end of first semester, like, going into winter break when we could get together to record again, we were, like, we pretty much mostly just, like, filming together like we would normally. And so mm -hmm. that's kind of what we've been landing on obviously that's not to say there have been videos since we started uploading together pretty much all the time that have been either separate or collab style but for the most part it's like we know that if we can film together we want to film together yeah so that was more doable than i think that we thought it would be initially we came to the realization that it's like okay well we're gonna have to make this work so we would drive back to des moines which is about a two-hour drive from iowa city every couple of weeks just to record some videos and it's not like honestly as annoying as you'd think what was more annoying we realized was recording separately and, and then, then getting having the to get the clips to edit the video. Mm -hmm. We're like, we're wasting more time by doing this honestly because of how long it would take to get the clips sent and have the video edited in a timely manner. So, yeah, but just like, again, I was so certain that we would not continue YouTube throughout college because I was just like, I don't know, I just feel like we can't. And here we are. <laughs> we graduated undergrad. We did YouTube the entire time. And I would say with, like, obviously we had a few, like, mental breakdowns between, like, what we wanted to do with our channel, like, twice. But as far as missing uploads, like, we really didn't miss that many. And we're in grad school now, still doing it, and we don't really, like, have a reason to stop unless we want to stop. Yeah. I think that that's a good place to be in. So do not underestimate yourself. Don't, like, say, I just don't think I'll be able to do it. Like, I Try think it. now we're at the point where it's, like... When we want to stop doing TC2 altogether, it's because we'll just, like, feel like it's time. Yeah. And, like, it's kind of ran the course, and we want to, like, leave the channel where it's at. Yeah. If that makes sense. But it won't just or be, like, knows, I maybe, don't think we can do it. Like, who knows? Maybe we all just decide, like, we're not leaving the channel, but maybe we decide, like, we just don't know when we're going to post on it next, and it becomes, like, an if we want to, that yeah. kind of thing. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. But we're leaving ourselves open. Yes. Um, My next one is... If you fall into the trap of clickbaity content, you will question your entire existence. Luckily, I don't think this really applies to us because I don't think that we fully fell into that trap. But I do remember when clickbait was, like, at its peak on YouTube, you saw how successful those channels were doing and you kind of, like, you started questioning, how can I be more like that to draw in those same kinds of views and, like, that number that they're getting? And... I'm trying to think of, like, I know we have, like, done stuff like clickbait a little bit, but luckily I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, so, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Don't do clickbait content. It's not good. It's usually, like, the content usually just isn't good, and that's the issue. Mm -hmm. It's, like, you are portraying You're something that's not actually character. happening. 
yeah. out of yourself when it's like it should just be you. I would you, never recommend trying to act like someone you're not. Yeah, and honestly, like is what you do that's why Mr. Content. Beast does so well because I remember when I first found his channel, I was like, he's clickbaiting us, and it's like, no, he's not. So that's why I think he does so well because like he just has. A like, gold I'm just gonna bring up a channel. I'm sorry if you watch JD Vlogs. Do you know who I'm talking yes. about? I just like cannot stand channels like that, and it blows my mind that people watch channels like that where people be, are being so inauthentic and so obviously fake but people are like i love this vlog and i'm just like they're not vlogging yeah like they are they came acting. up with that content that was a video idea for them so if you like them that was just like the first thing came to my mind but i just don't understand it and i will never understand it okay next thing i have is don't upload just for the sake of uploading uh make sure you upload things that are relevant to what you want to post and make sure you post things that people want to watch or like what you would want to watch and What's interesting though is like we don't follow that rule of like upload what you watch. I well, okay. Well, I guess here's the thing. I watch a lot of different stuff on YouTube, so I feel like I watch a lot of random stuff that I would never post. Like I watch art restoration sometimes. Like I wouldn't post that. So, but like make sure you're posting like what you desire to post in the sense of like this is what I can offer. Mm-hmm. I don't offer art restoration. Honestly, <laughs> like you like watching vlogs too, so it still fits. But I'm just like you probably don't primarily watch vlogs. I feel like. I mean, we both watch, like, a lot of different kinds of videos, but I remember you used to watch a lot of commentary, and you still probably do I don't watch that bit. much anymore. I don't watch that much anymore, either. Which but. is weird, because I feel like I was, like, when I started watching commentary, I was, like, this is it. This is the best content on YouTube. And I'm, like, eh. I'll watch, like, Curtis, Danny, and Drew, like, sometimes, if it, like, piques my interest. Yeah. But I don't watch all their videos anymore. Okay. That was, we didn't even, like, hardly talk about, like, what I actually said, though. What did I say? Oh. Make sure you post what you actually want to post. I feel like if you get into the, like, oh, I have a weekly upload schedule, it can get really easy to be like, I do not know what to post this week and just come up with, like, a one-off bad idea. And trust me, we have done this yes. many times. We'll kind of, many like, we'll make this work and we'll think harder next week. And then it's so draining when you, like, you finish recording the video and, like, the person has to sit down and edit it and they're just like, this video sucks. I do not want anything to do with this video. I don't know how I'm going to edit it. So you edit it as fast as you can to get it out of your sight, upload it, and then you never look at it again. And no one likes it. Surprise. And then you're like, why do people like this video? Um, and I feel like with Megan and Tia, we've been pretty open. Um, just like when our with our first video of 2021 being like, we want to post vlogs that like will actually be interesting for you guys. Because I feel like we got into the schedule of like um, knowing that we had to upload like once a week. And we would like have constructive criticism on our vlogs. And we would be like, well, it's my life. Like, I don't know, I don't know what you want me to do about it. And just kind of be like, if you like it, then, you know, watch if you don't, then leave. And I need to be like, well, why should people want to watch you if it's not interesting what you're doing? So we're reframing that and trying to up our vlogging game for Megan and Sierra. And then also for TC2, I feel like we've been doing a much better job of being like, this is the video that we want to do. We're going to have fun doing it. And whoever's editing it will try their best to make it interesting. Okay. My number eight is YouTube analytics are annoying, but it's important to understand them and pay attention to them if you would like to actually grow your channel. I put a side note to this kind of like to tread carefully if you do this because, again, I think you have to be in the right headspace to decide you, you want to look to at do. YouTube analytics. When I am going to look at YouTube analytics, I should be like, I'm detached and I'm just observing. Yeah. I mean, YouTube analytics are great to look at if your channel is doing great. It's a fun place to be then. Um, but if you're sometimes like you kind of are like, I'm going to YouTube analytics to like kind of game plan changes or like you're going into it knowing you want to try and like improve from where you're at, that means you might see some like red arrows indicating that things are like lower than normal or 
Like, it shows you on your dashboard, like, what your recent video is out of your last 10. Like, is it the first video and doing the best? Is when that happens, I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, but if you nice go surprise. to YouTube analytics and it's, like, 10 out of 10, then it's like, ugh, oh, no. Um, so I think YouTube analytics, like, that's kind of, like, the only thing you have to go off of them. So you have to go off of to frame where you want to go next for your channel. So it's important to look at them, I think, um, and know the different things of, like, what tells you what. Like, you can see your reach. You can see um, how long people are staying on your video and then when that starts fading off. And YouTube did not used to have, like, this in-depth of analytics for the videos. So it really is a good place. I really like it. Yeah, it's so much more helpful to new creators than when we first started. You have no idea, pretty much, like, how yeah. to improve or, like, why people are not watching. And it'll give you, like... Um, you know, your top videos over certain time periods, and then you can kind of start drawing comparisons for why people might have liked those videos. So I think it's good, but just put your mental health first and do it when you feel ready to do it. All right, so the next one I have is learn basic editing right away, aka like mostly just cutting a video because yeah. I know when we were first starting off, obviously we didn't even know like we had an audience or whatever, but we just like filmed the video, one take, post it on YouTube, and that was the video. And you are going to learn the audience retention is a key part of what's yeah, going to help drop. build your audience. Because if YouTube sees that people are clicking out of a video right away, they're like, no one wants to watch this. I swear, if you have a one-second pause between, like, words you're saying just because you, like, need a second, people are out of there. They're like, too slow. Um, so just make sure that you're only keeping in necessary content and, like, keep it as bare bones as possible while still being, like, a complete concept and, like, getting everything out of the video that you need. Okay, my next one, this is my second to last one. Um, so this one, my last one I actually kind of realized were things that I don't think me and Sierra ever thought otherwise. So I feel like we did know these before starting YouTube. But if you guys don't, then I would suggest keeping these in mind. So um, I never wanted to do YouTube as a full-time job. This applies to Sierra too. Um, it, has, it has been since we've been students and like we haven't had other jobs to have in place of this. So that's been great. But we've always been a student working towards something else. And I think that I am glad that this has always been my mindset because it keeps me less stressed. And I think that this ties into more of what we were talking about earlier, where YouTube has been great. We've been offered a lot of great opportunities for it. But I like keeping it in this hobby category because I think that that's better for me. And I just kind of, like, caution anyone that, like, dreams of being an influencer content creator because, like, it you never truly don't have, like, one, it never turns off. That's a really good point. But two, it's, like, you have kind of, like, so little control, really, of, like, what you can and can't do or, like, how big you get or not. I feel like it kind of is just by chance. And so I just kind of, like, would caution anyone to that because I think that that can be a bad place for a lot of people mentally. And that's why I would caution people to think about that. All right, next one I have is when you're not excited to film a video, people can tell. So if you aren't in the filming mood, probably don't film a video. And also, don't bulk film to an extreme amount where, obviously, if you film eight videos in one day, by the eighth video, you're going to feel a little bit drained or a little bit dry, a little bit bored, and people won't know, like, oh, they filmed eight videos before this. I think like, that... Why are they so boring? Yeah. I think that the most we've ever filmed in one day was 12 videos because mm -hmm. we filmed all of our 12 days of gymnastics videos in one day and... Wow, that like it took so much out of us, and surprisingly, I don't think those videos really turned out that bad. But I think part of it too was like back then we did make shorter videos than we do now. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> like I think we would have like four or five minute videos, and like, that was okay back then. But like 
you don't make a video really less than like eight or ten minutes now ideally I feel like we aim for like 15 minutes um so imagine it making 12 to 15 minute videos like that would be <laughs> impossible but um like I can even think when we were recording a couple weeks ago we planned on doing three videos we finished two and then we're like uh we don't really feel like doing the last one so yeah. we didn't because I feel we've gotten a lot better about that yeah and like be- like being forgiving about it too we used to feel like bad about it and I'm just like, we didn't want to film, so we're going to go home and then film when we're ready yeah. and rejuvenated and can actually be interesting. I feel like instead of kind of being, like, deadline-focused, which maybe at some time, like, at some times we had to be, but I feel like since we had the flexibility to, like, not record that video, we decided, okay, we'll figure it out later. And mm-hmm. that's been good for us. Okay, my last one. Okay. So you have to start YouTube for the right reasons. This is a big one, you guys. Don't go into it assuming you'll be successful if you enjoy doing what you're doing which is hopefully making videos um then it will continue to grow and then eventually or then you will continue to do it and then eventually your channel will grow because if you just go into it with like i'm going to do this and maybe you enjoy the first video like the first video is exciting sounds fun you do it you put it together you upload it but you're brand new and it doesn't do that well and so then then you're like well that was for nothing then i don't want to do it anymore like now you're done you're not posting anymore versus if you're thinking oh, I think recording this would be fun, and I think editing it would be fun, and mm-hmm. then we'll see what happens when it gets to YouTube. But I like recording, and so I'm going to do that again. And I like editing, so I'm going to do that again. And then I'll post, and I'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think that, again, when we started, no one really knew you could make a full-time career out of it, and I didn't know you could make money. So it was easier to, like, say, oh, you're starting for the right reasons. Right. And now exactly. everyone knows, like, that you can make a job out of it. And so... Like, even just, like, evaluate yourself and say, okay, do I want to do this to become a famous YouTuber, or do I want to do this because I actually feel like I have something interesting to show, something new that I can bring to the platform? Do I enjoy the process of making YouTube videos? Ask yourself those things And I will first. say, like, you don't necessarily have to love everything about YouTube. Like, there's plenty of people that outsource editing because maybe you like editing at first, but you don't do it anymore. I feel like, like Sierra said, as long as you're enjoying the process of it more so than the outcome, I think you're still going to be in a good spot. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to outsource if you can and are able to. All right, last one I have is enjoy the successes along the way instead of just focusing on what's next. And I feel like we are for sure guilty of this, which is why I wanted to bring it up for people who, you know, are in the process of making YouTube videos because I feel like there's always that next thing that you're working towards and um, you, like, miss out on, like, all these things that, like, when you look back, you're like, oh, like, that was an era of our channel. And, like, you look back fondly on it, but you don't get to, like, enjoy it when you're in the moment. I think of... Summer 2017, like, we literally could do no wrong in summer 2017, and I, like, in the back of my head, I feel like I knew that at the moment, but I was like, what's next? Like, what's the next video idea? What are we recording next? And I wish I was going to keep it going rather than kind of, like, appreciating I wish I was just been like, isn't that insane that, like, right now the videos we're posting are getting at least, like, 200 to 300,000 views easy? Most of them were getting, like, over a million views at that point, and I was just like, what's next? What's next? And I didn't just, like, sit back and say, this is insane, and like appreciate it and I was just like worrying about college at that point like it's like what are we gonna do yeah I agree okay that's everything that's, that's all 20 what is it tips advice 20 things we wish <laughs> we knew we before we YouTube um we really hope you guys enjoyed this episode let us know if you are if you have a YouTube channel or if you're planning on starting one at some point in the future you guys could comment them on our Instagram post and you guys can like watch those YouTube channels if you would like and if you aren't following us on Instagram please do so. It's at according to, or you can follow our personals, which are linked in our according to bio. Anything yeah, else? That's it. I think we have merch if you want to support the podcast. Otherwise, I think we'll just talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.